Bandana. Gucci, Gucci, Bandana. Hey, Gucci, 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 Bandana. Gucci, Gucci, Bandana. What's going on, everybody out there? How is everybody feeling? How is everybody doing as always? Akeem Balaam here, episode 96 of the A-League show. Once again, thanks, everybody, for tuning in on this on this weekend prior to the Super Bowl when we're when we're recording uh, from um, from the uh, Oso Palacio Studios in suburban ATL. How's everything going, everybody out there? How's everybody? How's everything going, Jeremy? I'm good, man. It's just me and the King right now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We'll, we'll see how this Super Bowl weekend goes. Well, oh yeah, this Super Bowl week. I know it's. There's going to be a lot of people traveling in and out of Atlanta. It's going to be exciting to see. Oh, yeah, for sure. And there already is. You know, it's, there already is. And uh, one thing for sure is, you know, uh, is everybody's been pro- following not just, you know, sports news, but also news news is that it's pretty good that, you know, that they finally, you know, got their act together and that they they ended the uh, the government shutdown, you know, prior to, you know, prior to the, you know, the start of Super Bowl week, because I can only have imagined how much of a mess like Hartsville Jackson for anybody knows it's the busiest airport in the world and getting through all that tsa i've been through hartsville jackson tsa we, you've probably been through it oh, too yeah. Oh, yeah. like you know just about everybody has been through it we know how much of a mess it can be could you imagine how much of a mess it would have been like the, the week of the super bowl if that mess was still going on yeah like i could only imagine this was this was perfectly timed uh, right i mean even though it's i guess it's temporary uh, I, I don't know until don't, the 15th of of January or February? Oh, f- yeah, February. Oh, no. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's oh, what the power of football. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> that is so true. And it's, you know, it, football is, you know, like you said, it's a, you know, it's a, of course, it's a, it's such a huge deal and everything like that. And just, you know, the, the, you know, just everything going on, everybody coming in and the fact with the Super Bowl being, you know, being in Atlanta, like everybody's, you know, in their feelings, lots of people in their feelings about Pepsi being the official, like, you know, soft drink of the Super Bowl. Of course, you know, being in Coca-Cola's headquarters and all of the billboards that are all over the place, basically like Pepsi marketing territory. It's it's insane, man. I it's mean, insane. Why why is this uh you know just now a thing? I mean, Pepsi has been uh the the, the drink of the NFL for how many years now? Right, four or five. Right, maybe, it's no maybe. shock. It's not a shock. So I mean, <laughs> it's not a shock. <laughs> I mean, we all know Coca Cola tastes better. <laughs> so. Um, that that that, <coughs> that wink, 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 wink. Yeah, that may very that may very well be uh, up for you know up for some sort of debate. Uh, I, I think so. I think so. Being from up north, that may very well be up for debate. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, absolutely. So uh, so with it being Super Bowl week, you know, there's all that you know we could talk about so much stuff and you know about the the sponsorships and everything going you know downtown, the halftime show and who's performing at that. But let's get to the actual game because there is an actual game that's going. Going to be played, you know, in one week, and that's, you know, of course, New England Patriots in the Super Bowl again against the LA Rams. You know, how how, how do you see that? Uh, how do you see that playing out? Uh, football wise, I think it's going to be one of the better super, better Super Bowls we've had, you know, in the last couple of years. Um, I know the Falcons and the Patriots was a really good game, and the, mm. last year was a really good game, but yeah, it, it was one of those deals last year where the team was the team that won was a little outmanned and it was a upset and it was a it was a team of destiny destiny type 
thing going on with mm-hmm. the Eagles last year. Right. Well, you know, this year I don't really feel that way. I feel like the best two teams are in the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. I and I picked the Saints going into the playoffs and I thought mm-hmm. I thought the Chargers would be there as well, but um you know, looking at these two teams play, they're the most complete teams. They were they were the two most complete teams over the last 3 or 4 weeks of the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. I mean, right. this is as a football fan, as a football guy that just, you know, loves the game of football, this is this would be the equivalent of the Warriors playing the Bulls in the finals, the mm-hmm. the Bulls, um, this, the '96 Bulls. Yeah, this is this is the equivalent of that because this, and then it's two contrasting ideolo- ideologies as far as how to build a franchise because mm-hmm. you know you got the Rams who went out and you know they got their young quarterback and mm-hmm. you know they've went out and spent money and all over the field and yep. And and you know they've kind of booked the trend of the last couple of year, the last couple of decades where you know you can't just go out and sign free agents and and just and that's going to win you a title. I mean, uh-huh. they've done that and they're in the Super Bowl because of it. Because, right, right. You know, some of these guys that they picked brought in have made humongous impacts. Like Akeem Talib mm-hmm. in these playoffs probably has been a top five corner. Mm-hmm. And, Oh yeah, <laughs> I thought his career was pretty much done a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, like, like it was one of those things where it was becoming a thing. Like, okay, we haven't even like heard of Akeem Talib yeah. after a certain period of time. Yeah, like since that year when they won the he he won the Super Bowl with the Broncos, I was like, okay, he he'll kind of fade off. But no, he's right. He, he stepped up in these playoffs. Marcus Peters has done his thing this year, and uh, and Dominican Sue and and Aaron mm-hmm. Donald's been a great. Oh yeah, I mean, so and we've been talking about Aaron Donald all year. Yeah, Aaron Donald should get MVP votes. I'm just going to put that out there. He's the best football player in the NFL right now. I right, mean, there's nothing you can do to stop stop him. And it's like, I mean, he affects so many parts of the game. Like you have to double team him. You you can't throw the ball. You, I mean, he he brings pressure from the insides, and that right. that's how you beat Tom Brady. I mean, it really I is. It really I, is. I'm not getting too far uh, far into you know breaking down the game, but like that. If you can bring pressure in Tom Brady's face from inside, that's how you you're not gonna get the ends to rush him, right? Like because, that's, that's because this offense because the Patriots' offensive line has that on lockdown. It, they their offensive line is really good, but then they're mm-hmm. also designed to to beat that because they get the ball out so quick. Like there's no time for those guys coming from eight nine yards away. There's no way they can get there in three seconds. No way. Even if they're unblocked, they can't mm-hmm. get there. So. Right. That that's that's irrelevant. And then, you know, when you get pressure inside, that's that's your best shot. Also, um getting back to my point. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, and we all know what the Patriots way, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's about, you know, fitting into the system and uh, you know, not really going out and signing big time money guys and big names. A lot of these guys that are on the field and will be on the field for the Patriots next Sunday, you right. probably have never heard of. Like exactly. who 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 is J C Jackson? But I mean, he's out there making plays. He's a rookie. I don't even think True. he was drafted. He's 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 had a great season. That's how the Patriots have always done things. Like you said, they've just plugged people into their system, and you know because of you know because of that you know that whole thing and that whole culture that they've built around the organization is like they could take. They've had a knack for taking you know relatively average guys, also rands from other teams, yep. and turning them into stars for New England. Yeah. What what is Tom Brady? I mean. <laughs> Six round pick turns out to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I mean, he's right. a, he's a and that's tr- credit to Belichick. I that, mean, there are lots of people out there that don't like Bill Belichick, but you have to respect you have what to. he has done 
in New England for such a long time and longevity. Absolutely. Longevity. I mean, and this guy and and, and a lot of things that a lot of what Bill Belichick has done kind of goes underrated in the fact that he was a you know, he was an assistant under Bill Parcells. Yes. He has a lot of Bill Parcells. Like, Bill Parcells is personally my favorite football coach of all time. Mm-hmm, right. Like, just seeing what he did with the Giants and even with the Cowboys, I mean, they didn't really win anything. But, you know, that he built the culture there. And but the thing is, even when, him. even when Parcells was with the Cowboys, like, I remember when they made that hire. Like, there was, you know, it was like that, you know, in some way, shape, or form, you know, like you said, created a culture around Dallas mm-hmm. where it was like, okay, you know, we're going to start winning again. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and and Bill Belichick is cut from that cloth. I don't – personally, I don't like him, mm-hmm. you know, but I – I mean, it's just – it's been so annoying to see the same team in the Super Bowl every year, same yeah. like for the last 18 – I mean, I was in fifth grade when the Patriots won their first Super Bowl. Right, exactly. I'm, I've been out of college for three years now, and, and, they're, and they're still winning and they're Super Bowls. And they're still winning Super Bowls. And like, they're still winning ridiculous. Super Bowls. Like, in many ways, and that's why, you know, even, in, the, even in, an, in an NBA sense, we sort of compared it to what the San Antonio Spurs used to do. Exactly. Because they won, you know, they started their dynasty in 1999. Mm-hmm. I was only nine years old when they first won theirs, you know, won their first, you know, NBA championship under, you know, Popovich and Duncan, and they won their last in 2014. I was 24 years old. Yeah. So it's like, you know, that longevity it ha- especially with you know so much turnover happening in sports you know with sports teams nowadays it really is a sight to see to see teams like San Antonio to see teams like New England have that you know continued you know that continued longevity of success that they've had over the years yeah. and the thing is we the thing about it is that we don't like to see other teams have that level of success but we love it when it's our team. Yeah. We love it when it's our team because then it gives us bragging rights over just about every other team. Like, so yeah. right. So we There's don't have to like the Patriots, Patriots but we have to <laughs> we have to respect them for what they've done. Yeah. I and mean, to your point about San Antonio, I mean, who 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 on San Antonio has been exciting? Nobody. <laughs> I mean, and you can say the same about the Patriots. You go to their press conferences and you know, go out to their practices. They're they're dry. They're they're dry press conferences. They're like dry. It's very. It's, it's coach very, speak. It's coach speak. It's, it's very player speak. P- to the point. It's it's all very. Uh, um, what's the word for it? Controlled. Yes, and it's it is the the football is the main thing in that building, and right. that, and I definitely respect a culture where that's the case because it's check so, the egos at the door so so much of sports has become who has the who has the loudest voice who has the most personality yeah and that's the players we just like we tend to just elevate those guys just because they have a personality especially in this day and age yeah i mean and and and, and there is a place for that i mean and i and i get you know, you, you you a lot of these, especially like football. Like football is a sport where you you can't stand out just because you wear a helmet. I mean, and that's, right. And there's no getting around that. But right. Um, when you when you win, mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll get noticed. I mean, oh, yeah, exactly. Ask ask some of these Patriots players that you know uh, that have kind of you know retired and moved on from football. Ask them how their career is doing. You know, and. Being able to say, "Yeah, I'm a three-time Super Bowl champion," um, right? That that in itself is a marketing tool that Absolutely. you can use to get jobs down the line. Like that is Teddy so true. Bruschi, is works for ESPN now because why? Because he played for the Patriots, right? 
won a Super Bowl, a couple Super Bowls. Exactly, exactly. That's so, such a that's such a great point. That is such a great point. Like all it t- you know, in so many ways, you know, it takes that you know, it definitely takes or you know, takes that ring on your finger, and it's like you know, like you said, it turns into it turns into a marketing thing. So it really is you know a testament to you know just how you know just how successful that they've been over the years, and you know just what they've been what they've been able to accomplish. Like I said earlier, you know, you know, you can hate the Patriots all you want, but like I said, you know, there's you know there's a level of respect that you have to that you have to give this team you know for you know what it is that they've been able to accomplish and the length of time that they've been able to that they've been able to accomplish it for like like you said Teddy Bruschi you know there's another one you could say Rodney Harrison Rodney Harrison Rodney yeah. Harrison yeah like he can he can like like you said the same thing with Teddy Bruschi same thing with Rodney Harrison I mean and and before Rodney Harrison was a Patriot he was one of the least liked players in the NFL right I mean Putting that Patriots uniform on and winning it changed everything. It changed the whole game. And winning the Super Bowl that that takes that's that's I mean that's something they can't that no one can take away. They can take away. They people can these big time uh, leagues can erase you if you're a big personality. They can Mm -hmm. they cannot associate with you. Right. Ask ask Terrell Owens. Right. Exactly. If If Terrell Owens played with the Patriots and won a Super Bowl, what? What would be the gripe with how he, why he didn't make the uh, Hall of Fame the first time? How, how could they have not? How could he have not been in? Exactly. So, exactly. That is so true. I mean, but he played for a bunch of different teams and he didn't mm-hmm. win anything. So yeah. Well, he had a big personality. He should have won a Super Bowl. And right. He's kicked out. He's not in the club. He gets in eventually, but oh yeah, he's getting it. He's definitely getting it eventually. And even the thing with Terrell Owens is the fact that you know people, you know, you know, it's one of those issues where. Um, he he played in a Super Bowl with Philadelphia, of course, and he had a pretty big game. But yeah. you know, of course, everybody's going to look at the win loss stats, and everybody's going to look at it like, oh, yep. he didn't he didn't get the job done, nope. of course. And then there was the controversy of him, you know, and that's when the whole beef between him and Donovan McNabb started was because right. of the Super. Bowl. So even the big moments of his career turned into, uh, it turned into a controversy, and it, right or some kind of combative something you uh-huh. know what i mean like right th- that's never going to happen with the patriots oh, as long never. as bill belichick is there it's not going to happen so right. that's what i that's why i respect the patriots i don't like them but there will never be a time where i say well you know i don't like the way they do things and they've mm-hmm. been caught you know pushing the uh envelope as far as you know spinning the rules deflate gate all this other yeah, stuff but that i don't think that had i don't think i don't i don't give them they give that credit for why they won me all the championships that they won i mean and then you see the, the nfl is such a copycat league but True. they're copying the wrong stuff why not why not copy that that brand like why not okay well we we don't really need all these big name big face players and mm-hmm. and you know, we manipulate the salary cap. My quarterback's willing to take less so mm-hmm. that we can get the pieces that he needs to be successful so that he can make money off the field. Yeah, like, right. I mean, Tom Brady doesn't need the money from the Patriots. Oh, no, he doesn't. He's got more than enough money, not to mention who he's married to. Like, he's set for life. Yeah. He so, is set for life. So, 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 you know, winning only elevates that off-the-field brand even more. Exactly. That is so that's, true. That's why I cringe every time I hear this big quarterback. Oh, he's about to get a hundred and thirty. Oh, he's about to have the next big contract. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. that's 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 cool. Go get your money. You're a football player, and you only right. have a certain amount of time. But right, you're also a quarterback. Quarterbacks don't 
aren't necessarily applied to the rest of the football players because right. fo- quarterbacks can play until they're 35, 36, 37 now. True. So your career is not three years long like a, like a running tackle back. or a defensive end or running back or a receiver. Mm-hmm. Like you have more opportunities to make money. And then if you win Super Bowls, if you win multiple Super Bowls. Exactly. Off the field is going to take care of itself. So Pretty much. In, in my opinion, if I was a GM or an owner, I would, you know, take my approach like the Patriots have in mm-hmm. the in recent – well, in over the last two decades. And I would get a coach and and, and let him build a culture and build a program. Mm-hmm. Start the, from the ground up. Yeah, the Patriots are built like a college program. Like there's – like Nick Saban's not going anywhere till he decides to go any, go somewhere. Right. What's wrong with that? Jo- having given that coach that job security, and just leaving them alone. Just mm-hmm. this is how we do things here, and this is how things are supposed to be done here. Mm-hmm. Right. And leave them alone. And that's also a great point that you was making also earlier about the quarterbacks because the thing is not just the fact that the you know the rules of a quarterback don't necessarily apply to the rules of the rest of the league. No. But the the quarterback is the face of the in many ways is the face of the team. Yeah. It's the face of the team. So when so it's one of those issues where all of a sudden when a quarterback wins a Super Bowl, automatically you know they're going to get you know whether it's whether it's fair or not because there have been you know. You know, occasions where quarterbacks have, you know, gotten maybe even too much credit for winning Super Bowls when yeah. probably they didn't necessarily deserve it. Joe Flacco. Eli, Eli Manning. Eli Manning in both cases when he won Super Bowls. Yes. So a lot of time because that those were defenses that the Giants, you know, won those yep. won those two Super Bowls over New England. Eli has a job now because of those two Super Bowls. Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. Those two Super Bowls are really saving him and are probably gonna get him into the Hall of Fame. Yep. But but like you said, those rules are different for quarterbacks. And when you're when you're a quarterback, and if you win one or multiple Super Bowls, like you're set. You're yeah. pretty much set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if the Rams win this Super Bowl, uh, you know, I don't. I'm not a Jared Goff fan. I <laughs> the jury is still out with me on Jared Goff. Yeah. He's like a, I think Sam Darnold is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. I do too. And I don't. I'm not very high on Sam Darnold either. I mm-hmm. think Sam Darnold's a I, I can't trust a quarterback that turns the ball over that much. But right, he's young. He has more. Ta- he has more talent than Jared Goff has. Mm-hmm. My issue with Jared Goff is that Sean McVay is such a <laughs> Sean McVay is yeah. such a great offensive mind. Uh huh. Like we're talking about one of the best offensive minds we've probably ever ever seen, especially at this age. It shows with the with the way that the offense is running. Yes. Way. So I mean, anyone could be quarterback for the Rams right now, and they will be where they are. That's the thing. Any That's the thing. anybody. Anybody of starter caliber in the NFL could be where where they are right now. And it's so interesting you mentioned that because we talked about how much New England, you know, runs, you know, a, a very how much they want a, a very system type of you know type of team. Mm-hmm. You could say that about Sean McVay too. Yes, you can, especially offensively. Mm-hmm. Now defensively, they just out talent people, but offensively, that's a they, there's only one guy that on their on their offense that is. You know, that's, he's just he's just a, a freak talent. And that's Todd Gurley. Todd right. Gurley's just – he could play anywhere for anyone. Yeah. Gurley's but, the best running back in the NFL. Yes. And that's and that shouldn't really be much of a question. I mean, Le'Veon – At this point, yes. At this point, Le'Veon Bell had that claim before mm-hmm. he – his contract situation. But I don't even think played. Le'Veon Bell even had that claim for a, for a while. He, he – he, I mean, he was catching 90 passes a year and he was running for – he was up there. It was – he was definitely in the discussion. But Todd Gurley mm-hmm. is just such a – Overwhelming talent, like yeah. he's a beast. He's like, yeah, he's a monster. So right, uh, but 
Sean, Sean McVay has found pieces and turned them into pieces of a machine that has become yes. his offense. Right. Like Brandon Cooks. I mean, Brandon Cooks is he's, he's fast. Brandon Cooks. He yes. That, Brandon Cooks doesn't it. get enough love. He he's okay. Yeah. And, and Robert Wood. He's turned. Robert Woods was a guy that Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills didn't even want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's turned him into a decent number two receiver. Uh, right. The two tight ends they use Higby, uh, uh, Everett. They're all they're decent players, but yeah, McVay has found a way to to use their strengths. Mm-hmm. So I mean that 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 is a true that is a true statement. Like uh, you know that system mindset has trickled over to the Rams, mm-hmm. but it, I, I I'm just I hesitate because I don't know how long this will last for the Rams because once mm-hmm. they have to pay Jared Goff, which would be a huge mistake, if mm-hmm. I'm the Rams. I would get these two years out of golf. Yeah, win a Super Bowl. If we win a Super Bowl, cool. Mm-hmm. And I would trade him and go get the next young and go out and get another young quarterback and start over and do the same thing. Right. I mean, you in the, in the NFL right now, you have to win with cheap quarterbacks. That's just the reality of it. But true. I mean, the Patriots have done it for years, and Tom Brady's really great, and blah blah blah. But mm-hmm. they're able to go out and get they're able to go out and get Randy Morris and. Resign Teddy Bruschi and um, bring in uh, you know all these great players when they need to mm-hmm. because Tom Brady took less, right? Because so. he took he pretty much took a pay cut in order you know in order for everything to pretty much and you're right because it's gonna be a, it's gonna you know come to a point where eventually not just Jared Goff but just about everybody on LA is gonna start asking for money mm-hmm. especially especially if they continue this. You know, especially if they continue this string of good play that they've been able to, you know, that they've been able to build up. Oh, you better believe they're going to ask, you know, they're going to ask for what it is that they want. And rightfully so, of course, you know, they're trying to get their, their money, of course. But, you know, it's just one of those issues where, you, like you said, you have to wonder how long it's going to how long it's going to last. Yeah. Because they're not going to be able to, like, keep everybody for what it is, what is their, you know, what they're worth. Yeah. Like, what what's going to happen when Jared Goff starts asking for his money mm-hmm. and Todd Gurley? And, well, I mean, they just paid Todd Gurley. Oh, yeah, they did just pay him. So, I mean, and that's the thing. They've paid a lot of their star players. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, that's already bumping up against their cap. Mm-hmm. And then having to sign Jared Goff, if he wins a Super Bowl before he's for his before his fifth year, mm-hmm. how much money do you think Jared Goff is going to be wanting? Oh, he's going he's, he's gonna to want to be one of the top three highest paid quarterbacks in the league. And he's not a top five quarterback to me. I mean, right. he's not a he's not a top ten quarterback. I mean, I can name ten guys I would rather have than Jared. I mean, Jared Goff's all right. He's just there's just he's he's to me he's just uh he's not capable of taking over a game. He's done it, uh-huh. but it was based off the system, right? So if so Sean true. McVay wasn't if Sean McVay wasn't there, mm-hmm. how great would Jared Goff? But we could say the same thing about Belichick for Tom Brady. But, but I think we give Brady and Belichick the benefit of the doubt because they've had longevity. Like you said, there are yes. lots of quarterbacks that you know that I would trust before I would trust Jared Goff. Yeah, Andrew Luck is one of them. Andrew Luck, yeah. Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck, uh, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of young guys that are, you know, that I would. Trust I would probably more. even say Dak Prescott in Dallas. Not Dak Prescott? No, not 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 no. <laughs> Dak Prescott's not good. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's not, I, was he's, about, he's, I was just about to say <laughs> he's not good at all. Oh wow! <laughs> but he he I he I he he he's but why better than Jared he's, Goff. He's why they're not in the playoffs right now. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm, I can't even say he's better than Jared Goff. Mm. 
I would say I would say Jared Goff's maybe top fifteen. What what I the way the kind of the way that I look at Jared Goff is almost I think similar to the way that perhaps you could also look at Mitchell Trubisky in Chicago. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Same right. same same type of situation. That mm-hmm. If 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 there's an upgrade avail- available, if I'm the Rams, I have to go for it because I can't pay this guy to his accomplishments that weren't really earned by him. Yeah. He they were earned as a result of the team of he the was team. around. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. that's no disrespect. That's no disrespect to Jerry Goff. I really think he could be really good. He, there was, he was number right. one pick for a reason. But pretty much, um, as of now, like I mean, and quarterbacks are hard to figure out because the mm-hmm. first they they are their career goals in in threes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The first five years is uh, establishing who they are. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Kind of figuring out what's going to work for them, and then that second tier is when either they become a big time superstar, yeah, or they become a legend during that time. And then that right. third stage is where they, you know, they go on that last little <clears throat> last little run mm-hmm. towards the Super Bowl, and they maybe get it, uh, make a few Pro Bowls, and start breaking all these passing records and et cetera. So right. I don't see that stage for Jared Goff. Right, I see. I see that. I I definitely see. What, I definitely see where you're coming that's, from. That's that's where the Ben Roethlisberger, the mm-hmm. Philip Rivers, they're in that third stage. Uh, Drew Brees, Drew Brees, um, uh, um, Tom Brady's in that stage right uh-huh. now. Matt, Eli Manning, Eli Manning. Um, I mean, a lot of guys don't get there, and I don't see Jared Goff being that type. I mean, I see uh-huh. him kind of. Topping out. In Matt Ryan, second. by the way, is kind of on the borderline. He's on that, yes. Like mm-hmm. these next two years are Matt Ryan's last chance to get into that final stage. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really see Jared Goff as a better Matt Ryan. Mm. I mean, he's the same kind of quarterback, but. Yeah. I mean, he could prove me wrong Sunday and. Yeah. Um, We'll we'll see. I mean but. it. Ha- I mean it happened with you know it happened with Nick Foles. I mean he just pretty much came out of nowhere last year, you know, to do what he was able to do, you know, yeah. with Philadelphia. But you know, like you said, you know, you know, we'll see absolutely what happens. So do you, um, what, what's your what's your prediction? What do you think the score is going to be? I got the Patriots thirty eight to thirty. Mm, mm, that's a, that's a little on the on the high side, at least for me. I'll go with New England too. I'm kind of thinking. I'm kind of thinking New England. 37 to 37 to 24. I'll give him 24. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 37 to 24. That's that's my pick. By the way, you know, it is of course New England and LA in this year's Super Bowl. It almost was the doomsday scenario that a lot of ATL fans <laughs> were thinking about and that was New England and New Orleans. But because of a blown call late in that NFC Championship game, it was not New England and New Orleans. New Orleans ended up losing, and the the Saints ended up losing the game, but the state of Louisiana, like the whole state of Louisiana, just lost their minds. Well, you know what? They they deserve it because they shouldn't have been talking. They shouldn't they shouldn't have been making jokes about us when we lost the Super Bowl. The, like the, the the whole the whole state, like they they've just been just Losing it, just high key in their feelings, like talking, just just talking all sorts of mad junk, talking about how they got jobbed and how how everything like. And the the sad thing about it is that they did get worked over. Yeah, they did get worked over. There's no question about it. When you watch that game, even if you watch that game from an from an objective standpoint, just take your Falcons hats off right about now <laughs> and just look at it from an objective standpoint. New Orleans got jobbed, but the fact that 
That is all that they have been going on about, like, for the for this entire week. It's one of those things where, you know, it just makes it look like it just it just doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good if you're if you're a New Orleans Saints fan. Like the fact that a Louisiana, a senator from Louisiana went to the Senate floor during the week of the government shutdown, the last week of the government shutdown, and actually took time to have the front page of the New Orleans oh Times pick a and talk about how much the referees blew it. Ha huh? come again to the entire state of Louisiana that has been in their feelings <laughs> about the Saints losing in the NFC Championship game. Like, take a chill pill. Mardi Gras is Wah. not that far away. Wah. Take a chill pill. Wah. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. Little yeah, baby. Little baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I don't I personally I'm 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 a I'm a huge Falcons fan, but I really didn't care for the Saints. I mean, I didn't care if the Saints went to. I mean, they deserve to be there. So yeah. I mean, if anything, this should make you look at your team and say, why aren't we competing for Super Bowls? Because uh-huh. if I remember correctly, uh, the Falcons had the Saints beat uh, in the third or fourth game of this season. So if I'm Falcons fans, I would worry about my own team. Yeah. And shut up and stop worrying about a franchise that has consistently kicked our butts for the last decade. So, yeah, that's that's another thing. And it's like, you know, that was like you said, that was really in many ways the the, the doomsday scenario that everybody was, you know, that everybody was, you know, hoping against. Yeah. But but like you said, you know, if the Saints were to have got there, they definitely would have, you know, they definitely would have earned it. I think what was what was really the thing that was really making a lot of Falcons fans really, you know, really upset and was the possibility that they could win a Super Bowl in the Falcons home stadium. But my thing is this, <laughs> how could they be upset? First of all, let's let's just be honest about something. Let's just be honest about something. Keep it real, King. Mercedes-Benz Stadium is Atlanta United Stadium Thank first you. and foremost. Like the, the the Falcons, the Falcons are basically in the same scenario that Georgia State was when they were playing in the Georgia Dome. Let's yes. be honest. Yes, sir. Merced- the Benz is Atlanta United's home pitch. Like mm-hmm. the Falcons, the Falcons are just there, just as guests. And and if you have, as a Falcons fan, if you have a problem with this, ask yourself why the stadium's empty in the second game of the year. So yeah, before you get upset and say rah, 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 like you do every time somebody says something against your team, right? Ask yourself why. Uh, you know why? Why don't free agents want to come here when they're playing one of the biggest games of their season and nobody's there? Like there's red seats, right? There's no atmosphere, and then you say, "Well, the stadium's too big for an atmosphere," and blah blah blah. But then you look at a United game, a regular old Thursday night United game, right? And it's like a college football atmosphere in there. Thank you, thank you. So it you looks can, like Man U versus Chelsea. You can keep you can keep. Those excuses in your pocket. Right. I don't care. Right. It looks like it. It the the feeling that you is 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 entirely night and day. Like not only red <laughs> seats, but what if it's one of those issues where you know it could be you know it could be a random like you know Thursday night or Sunday night or Saturday night or Monday night, and not only do you see red seats, but you see lots of seats. You know, lots of colors for the opposing team. Yep. What like that. That does not that does not happen in 
lots of other places. Like you're nope. not going to see that in New England. You're not going to see that in New Orleans. Nope. You're not going to see that in Kansas City. Nope. You're, you're, th- there are lots of places where you will not see that at. But with the with the Falcons fans, that is definitely something that you will see. And in the meantime, with like you said, with it with, with United, it feels like a college football atmosphere. Yep. I mean, and now now let's not let's not let's not overstate this. I mean. The United in some of those games when they had the big atmosphere, the top upper decks were closed off. Yeah, to my knowledge, uh-huh. but those were like early season games. Right. That I shut up about that because I saw the atmosphere that night. They won the championship. It was electric. Like I've like there hasn't been an excitement in a arena or a sports stadium in the state of Georgia, probably ever. Probably like, not. I can't think of a UGA game. Maybe the Auburn game. Uh huh. When they blacked out Auburn, mm-hmm. but other than that, like where has the excitement been like that? And and I know the city's capable of it, so uh-huh. you can't hit me with the oh, this is a transplant, Santa and blah blah blah. You right. can't hit you can't hit me with that because I've right. seen that the city's capable of it. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have showed me that because now I'm not going to be as forgiving. True. And I and when the Cowboys show up. And you know you hear their fans cheering when a guy hits a field goal to win a game. That's that that makes me cringe, and it really makes me upset as a Falcons fan. Mm-hmm. If you want to be upset about something, be upset at that. Right. Quit worrying about the Saints. If you if you want to quit, where if you don't, if because the Saints got their stuff together, the Saints have their stuff together. They're doing their 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 fans talk a lot, but their 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 energy is focused on their team. Right. We're mad because our team. Is involved and we're not going to hold them accountable, mm-hmm. but we'll hold the Saints accountable because they're crying about a bad call, like we didn't cry in 2012 when Roddy White got held on the five yard line. Oh yeah, that's didn't right. we cry about that? Because oh. I remember people crying about that too. Because I know. Oh I was yeah, one of them. they did. Oh yeah, they did. So I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, they did. There was there was there was crying all a bunch of Chattahoochee rivers. Like there was. <laughs> They were, you know, they were they they were definitely, you know, calling in and they were definitely, you know, in their feelings about, you know, in their feelings about that. But um but yeah, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things where it's all about really like priorities. Like, you know, if the Saints had made it, you know, I could understand, you know, being upset and everything, but you know, you if they would have made it, you got to you got to give them props. Yep. You would have all you would have had to give them props because at least they deserved to have made it. Yeah, what they would have deserved to have made it. And what does that say about your franchise? I mean, you had this team beat twice this year. Twice they should have beaten the Saints the second time as well. Right. If if you convert some of those red zone mm-hmm. uh, trips into touchdowns, you win. Right. Like you, this, you you win the game and like you beat the team that's made the semifinals twice in one is, year. This is a Falcons. This is a Falcons team that lost to Cleveland. Even though Cleveland was pretty good this year, but I knew yep. when they lost and not only lost to Cleveland, they got they spanked. Lost, they lost bad to Cleveland. They got spanked. They lost bad. They lost bad. So the fact that they lost, I just feel like that 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 right there just tells me just tells me everything that I need to know. I feel like a lot of Falcons fans what it is is that they're you know, sort of upset because they see that the window is closing. Mm-hmm. They see that the window is closing on Matt Ryan. They see that a that you know that overall the window is just it's just closing, and it you know that there's going to start to be a transition period where you know they're going to have to retool and everything. Now you know who knows if that transition period is going to take you know shorter or longer for the Falcons than it would with other teams because at least the Falcons have the talent, at least a wide receiver, at least in receiver mm-hmm. positions, but. But I just think that that's that right there, you know, is an issue where in many ways 
a lot of Falcons fans just don't want to admit that this right now is an average team with above average talent. Yep. That is a problem. That's a problem. That is a problem. And nobody wants to sit. If this was New York, people would be all over the coaches. They would be all over Dan Quinn. Oh, yeah. Matt Ryan would have a lot more to be held accountable for. Oh, for sure. Julio Jones would not be getting off easy. Because no. Odell Beckham did not get off easy in New York when he no. asked for more money. No, he did not. I asked. I, I challenged Julio Jones to one. Okay, same argument we had about Peyton, uh, not Peyton Manning, but uh, Eli, Tom, Tom, Tom Brady, Brady. earlier, mm-hmm. where on the field success and on the field championships, yeah, equal off the field prizes. Right. If Julio Jones gets more money this year, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Say he goes out, catches another hundred, get passes for. A thousand, thirteen hundred yards, and get six yeah. or seven touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Right. In two or three years, you know, he starts to dwindle and he rides off into the sunset. Maybe he goes to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look back in NFL history, and you know, in thirty years, and say, you know, who's Julio Jones? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's that guy that caught a bunch of passes and blah blah blah. Just like right. we do with uh, Michael Vick. Michael Vick. Uh, Ocho Cinco. Mm-hmm. Remember how many? He's probably one of the best receivers to ever play. Right. But is he known as that? No, he's not. No, he isn't. If no, you, if, as just as a football person, watching what Ocho Cinco was able to do, right? That's that's as good as it's gotten. It really is. In some in some situations, lots of people forgot. Lots of people have forgot that Ocho Cinco was you know one of, one of the best to ever do a wide receiver. Why do they forget? Why they forget? Because he did, he never won. He never won anything. He never won anything. Right. So. I asked who I challenged Julio to try to make uh decide what matters because mm-hmm. the Migos are fun to hang out with now. Yeah. <laughs> but when they're not when they're not relevant anymore. Uh-huh. You could be if you have a Super Bowl. <laughs> if you have a, if you do have a Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> people look back at that Falcons team that had MC Hammer on the sideline all the time. Yeah. Nobody cares now. Yeah, that's, it was a long time ago. No, nobody nobody cares about no, that team now. Nobody they cares did not win a championship. Because they didn't win. They, they got to win. the playoffs and they celebrated like they won the Super Bowl. But Right. Okay. okay. They celebrated a little bit. They celebrated a little bit too early for their tastes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's about winning. It always will be about winning. I don't I don't care what social how many social media followers you have. I don't right. care how many videos you have. I don't care how much money you make. Winning will always be the ultimate thing, especially in the NFL where it's about team. See, I feel like a certain, ex- I feel like to a certain extent, you could get away with being a great player in the NBA mm-hmm. and not necessarily have to. I mean, look, at, there have been so many examples. Charles Barkley uh, yeah. is is probably one of the, probably one of the best examples. Allen Iverson, Allen like Allen Iverson, Iverson yeah. is treated as a saint in Philadelphia up to this day, even though he never won, even though he never won a championship, yep. but he got them really, really really close. James like, Harden is headed up that path. James Harden is going James Harden is going up that path too. Westbrook. As is Russell Westbrook, as is CP3. Yeah. I mean and 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 it, like you said in the NBA that's okay because there's right. there's, there's it's more individualized it's in the more NBA. It's individualized, you don't have on a helmet, but then also the setup of the league. Like there are years where you are not realistically expected to be able to win a championship. Mhm. Right. Like I mean, the Warriors have kind of erased. Okay, so you get say you get a great player has twelve years to be great. Mm-hmm. Okay, James Harden has twelve years. Well, 
six of those years of him competing for a championship are gone. Yeah. The Warriors erased that because there's no way he's overcoming them. Right. Okay, before that. Because the had, Warriors are an Olympic team. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're the all-star team. Right, and then, pretty much. Um, In his early years, his first three or four years, uh, you had the Miami Heat. Right. That were still, they still had LeBron, D-Wade, and Bosh. Okay, mm-hmm. that's three years is gone. He can't be, couldn't beat those teams. Bye. Right. Uh, then you had San Antonio, two or three years where they were unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's two more years that's just wiped off the map, even though some of those years overlap. So yeah. that's out of twelve years of being a great player, that's eight or nine that are just gone. gone. Of him not being able to compete for a championship, even right. though they had the Warriors beat last year, I don't really think they had a realistic chance of winning Game Seven. So not with not with uh, not with Chris Paul injured. Not when yeah. So I mean, and when that was CP three that went down with shot, that injury. That was it. That was it. So okay, now now you look at his career and you're like, well, okay, he'll rank here, 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 and here. Well, he's had a great career, right? Mm-hmm. In the NFL, you can win in any year. Right, because there's so much parity in the NFL. Yes. There's so much parity in the NFL, and there's so much, you know, like I said, there's just so much turnover, much, you know, much more than it, you know, than it even is in the NBA. That's but why the, the, what the Patriots have done is it's, it's so, so impressive. impressive. <laughs> That's why, like you said, it really is so impressive because they've done it over a, a period of time where. You know, there, there's there's so much parity. You know, everybody's you know changing t- changing teams in the air. You know, era of free agency and everything, and they've done it like because in the in the past, in the past, you've had dynasties in the NFL that have lasted like for maybe only a decade. Like mm-hmm. the the Steelers, they had the 70s. The 49ers, they had the 80s. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys, they've had the 90s. The Patriots have literally had two decades where they were the most dominant team in the NFL. But to those points. Like even those teams that were you know revered and are players from those teams are NF are football royalty. Yes, but a lot of those teams got one, two, three. Maybe I don't even think that any of them reached four Super Bowl championships. The Patriots have five, but I think the I think the Steelers got. Did they get four? They may have gotten four, but I mean, regardless, because uh, Dallas only got only got three in the nineties. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, even even if that's true, I mean, it's like. Those teams didn't win every year, and they didn't walk. They didn't go undefeated. Right. The Warriors, if they decided, hey, I want to go undefeated, they mm-hmm. probably could. They really could. They re- If they play every game like a playoff game, they probably could beat every team in the league as many times as they need to. Right. So, I mean, they, and they've done it in the playoffs. They've gone undefeated in the playoffs. Like, right. Who does that? Who who does who that? Does, who does that? I mean, and then right. – and then it's not even just a two or three or one or two championship dynasty. Like, the Warriors are capable of winning the next three championships after this season. Yes. Which I, I don't feel they'll do because I feel like I think Draymond will be the first to go. Uh-huh. KD may come back and win one more, and then that'll be the end. Yeah. So they'll get they'll end up with four or five, mm-hmm. which that's half a decade of – of great players not even having a legitimate shot. Giannis, right. no legitimate shot to win. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, no legitimate shots to winning championships. James yeah. Harden, that's been the case for his whole career. Russell Westbrook, same thing. So, and James Harden's gotten close. Like, he was on that OKC close. team that played Miami, but they got dominated in the NBA Finals that year. Yeah. I mean, and and, and, I, and that's why in the NBA you can't really be knocked for not having rings. So right. that's why that argument of um, – you know, Jordan versus LeBron and Kobe versus LeBron. Those arguments are ridiculous because they're based off rings. And when you have, like like I said, mm-hmm. that team that just wipes out half a, like, half a decade of a guy's career, 
mm-hmm. because there's nothing you can do. Like, I mean, I don't know a player that can score every point and play defense on five players. Yeah, when exactly. you have something that overwhelming to overcome, right? That's just not gonna happen. So exactly, that's why that's why the LeBron debate. Say if the Warriors didn't exist. Say if the Spurs didn't exist. LeBron uh-huh. would have how many titles right now? Who knows how many how many titles he would probably have because he's he he probably has six, seven? six, seven, maybe eight. Exactly. Uh-huh. So then that changes the whole conversation we have about LeBron. Right. It really does. It really does in so, more ways than one. And speaking of and speaking of LeBron, you know, just real quick, he's going to be back again in the All Star game in Charlotte. Honestly, how are you feeling about it? Honestly, I don't think he. I don't feel he deserved it this year. He's been he's been injured. He's been injured, and and his team's not good. I mean, but but then again, because the All Star game has gone to that whole. Um, the teams get gone away from the East and West. It's gone away from the East and West, and then it's gone away from um, positions. Yeah. So, because like, if it was East and West, and you had to do positions by position, and yeah. you had to have a guy in that position, like you can't put him over Kevin Durant right now. Exactly. I mean, I do still believe he's the best player in the world, and you definitely have to have the best player in the world in the All Star game. Oh, of course. But I, he wouldn't be a starter in my not in a my, starter, not, not the way not this, for this season, right? At least, I mean, KD's definitely been the better player. He's definitely had the better season. Mm-hmm. I mean, LeBron has less talent to work with, obviously, True. but he's never he that's never been a problem before. I mean, I know he's what yeah. 33, 34. Yeah, he's 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 in his mid thirties. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't expect him to be the same as he was when he was twenty eight, twenty six, twenty seven. So oh, of that's course. unrealistic. But yeah, I mean, I I don't have a problem with the guys they had. I mean, mm-hmm. it it's I don't I'm not really an all star guy either. I mean, I I love yeah. the dunk contest, and I'm glad Ben Simmons is doing it, and that's gonna be yeah. fun to see. But Trey Young's gonna be in the skills competition. That's gonna be cool to watch too. Oh yeah. Um, I know Rashad's not here. I need to uh, <laughs> I need to give Trey some props, man. Trey's yeah. really – I tweeted it last night, but Trey has really I saw grown it, up. He's grown up and he's playing point guard now. And I'm liking what I've seen. He thought he dropped 30 against Portland the other night. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything negative to say about him like I usually do. I mean, he's, he's even learned how to get crafty around the rim and finish. So, right. I mean, I, the Hawks' future is really bright. I just hope it really is. I just hope they end up with something decent in this year's draft because it could be a big deal if they mm-hmm. get if they get two good players in this draft, they could be on their way. Right. To something really special. I look at the All Star game this year and um, you know, I'm more of a I become more of a three point contest guy than a slam dunk mm-hmm. guy because I just think that, you know, in terms of the slam dunk contest, we we've seen it, we we talk about it just about every year around this around the same time. Like just about everything has been done. It's you That's know, true. so propped up and everything like that. So, you know, I'm just kind of you know, I'm just kind of wondering exactly like is somebody gonna like cause it's in Charlotte this year, is gonna is somebody gonna try and dunk over a NASCAR or something like that? <laughs> like what's gonna like what are they gonna try and do this year? Like I have no idea. Like you know, I'm more of a like I said, I'm more of a three point contest guy, and but I do, I do like the fact that didn't they name didn't they name Kemba Walker as a starter? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. know. I know Kemba's in the game, of course. He definitely, he definitely would deserve it. Oh, of course, because it's in his city. Yeah, it's in his city, and he's had a great he's had a great year. Right. I mean, and the thing is, a lot of people don't a lot of people you know sometimes overlook the fact that Kemba Walker. Even though it's been overlooked, and you know, because he's been in Charlotte and they haven't had you know much success, he's had a great career. Mm-hmm. He's had a great career. Yeah, he didn't just get good; he's been averaging twenty points per game. Kemba being good, yeah. 
I mean. And that's why I've always been, you know, that's why I've always been on the train. Like, oh, Kevin needs to leave Charlotte so he, <laughs> so he could finally, like, get his get his love that he's, you know, that he's deserving. Yeah. If he played in Boston or somewhere, he probably would be considered a top five point guard. He'd be a superstar. Yeah, he'd be a he'd be a superstar. He would be a superstar. Like what 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 if he I, I've been saying this for the longest period of time and you know Dimitri is probably listening to this, you know, he wishes he was here. What if he was playing in Madison Square Garden? Oh. They would Isn't he from New York? I th- I believe he is. So I mean, that would be box office. Right. Like that would be that would be the that would be what New York fans have been waiting on for decades. But then again, we may also have to say, what if he played for the Brooklyn Nets? Because the Brooklyn Nets look like they're the they're the new wave right yeah. now. If with, I was if I was the Nets, I would put go all. Oh, they can't go all in. They've already yeah. done that and missed right. so many times. They just need to leave the team the way it is and hope they get some picks. Right, <laughs> just about. The, uh, before we go, John yeah. Collins is oh, John yeah. Collins an All Star? Um. I don't know. I think he's. I don't know. I think he's like right there on the borderline. But mm. I, I think I think he's probably like right there on the borderline. What do you think of it in the future? How? What do you? Is he an all star? Oh, he definitely has. A, he definitely can have the potential to be an all star for sure. There's no question. Okay. Yeah, I but I definitely that. see that. I I don't think he's an all star this year just because he's missed so many games and mm-hmm. the Hawks aren't good and mm-hmm. um, you know his 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 stats match up with a lot of these guys. But I think if he averaged maybe another five points, he probably would be in. But. Mm-hmm. I mean, the future, like I said, the future's bright for the Hawks, and John Collins is definitely a big part of that. Oh yeah, for sure. There's no que- there's no question about it. You know, sometimes I think it's you know simply one of those things where you just have to be you know a little bit you know you know a little bit on the on the patient side. But um, but <laughs> didn't didn't Rashad make the make the prediction? You know, twenty twenty eight, I believe. Twenty twenty eight. It was tw- it was one of the twenty twenties when he said you know the Hawks would win a championship. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was, but it was on a previous episode. We gotta roll. We gotta roll back the tape whenever we get the chance. It's definitely it's definitely going in the right direction. Right. I'm not gonna make any predictions of when they're gonna, because because we're still cursed. So <laughs> <laughs> we can get to the championship and lose by 40 or blow a 40 point lead. So <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna predict that. Uh, yeah, it may be too. It'll be too early, but maybe mid 2020s probably would be like that window. You yeah. know, championship mid 2020s. Another episode of the A League in the books. Uh, episode 96. Once again, whichever way you're listening, you know, thanks once again for tuning in. And as always, let's uh, let's get on up out of here, shall we? Uh, Jeremy Johnson. Uh, Twitter's Clark Underkent. Under- <laughs> Clark Kent. Un- Clark Kent underscore. 75 I give him a Superman on if you don't if that's not right you, you just remember it from last time right exactly <laughs> <laughs> you'll get the, you'll get the drift you'll get you it. Akeem Balaam Twitter Graham beyond the W check it out see you next week y'all must thought that I was gonna whisper the whole time I don't want cars I want Rari's I don't want